You're listening to the Heart and Soul Podcast, where we celebrate vulnerability and shameless living. No topic is off limits when you're chatting with your besties. Let's own our worth and walk empowered towards truth together. What's up, (laughs) y'all? Welcome to episode 31 of the Heart and Soul Podcast. This is Catherine. This is Chelsea. (laughs) And? And I'm Melissa. Woo! (laughs) So apparently we got some feedback that you guys like it when our guests are in on the intro, which we don't usually do. But, but uh, we're going to do it today. We're just rolling with it. If you don't like it, like, don't leave that on the review. Just, like, shoot us a DM. <laughs> they maybe shoot, just didn't like me. <laughs> shoot us a DM and let us know. We'll um, we'll take it off. But I think you're going to like Melissa because she's a hoot. Hoot and a half. Hoot and a half. Well, it feels like it's been forever since we've actually sat down and done this. Because I know. we didn't do this for last week's episode. Nope. We didn't. We were at the Bachelorette party. So, um... It feels good to be back. Yeah, I haven't seen Chelsea in nine days. That's the longest we've gone. In <laughs> Are you all okay? Time. I'm not, not well. <laughs> I know, and I didn't even realize that until I was walking up to your door, and I was like, oh, shoot, I haven't even seen Yeah, her I was like going out to the door, and I was like, who is that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even recognize her. Who's this you girl? can't come in. <laughs> well, anyway, I'm happy um, to be back doing this again. Yeah, it feels really right sitting at this kitchen table recording studio, this blanket, getting this... <laughs> episode 31 recorded (laughs) um a lot has happened since we last talked um should we start with a review of the week or a bachelor recap let's start with the bachelorette recap oh bachelorette yeah and we'll keep it short and sweet yeah we realize we're late to the game in this but if you're listening to this by now and you're a bachelorette fan then you already know that hannah's single which i would just like to say i called it she did. Oh, she so knew she it from didn't the very say, beginning. So, disclaimer, I do not watch the show. So, I'm just kind of coming in at random times. So, she didn't end up with the guy. No, well, she got proposed to by, um, she picked a guy named Jed, who the whole time he was on the show. I know. First name, of all, no. Yeah, the yeah. name alone. Yeah. The whole, sorry if you have someone you know named Jed and you love him. Um, the whole time that he was like, we were watching it, it had already come out that he had had a girlfriend back home. But when they yeah. recorded it, she didn't know all that yet because it's recorded like two months mm-hmm. prior. Yeah. So she proposed, or she didn't propose, but he proposed to her at the end. She said yes, and then like all a month later, yeah, she found out from People Magazine from his ex girlfriend, and now they're broken up. That is not a good foundation to start off. Not also, a good firm just foundation. A liar. Like she confronted him in that finale episode, and like turns out he had had girls at his apartment and was just like denying all like left and right and just like everything he said was like sleazy yeah it sounded like scheming it was honestly comical watching him try to like make up lies cover it up he'd be like well i was really drunk and i know alcohol is not the answer but like you know i told her i loved her and then she and then it came up and then he goes (laughs) and then like her mom just like had a free vacation for us, so we went to the Bahamas. Yeah, it was just, oh, but it was guy. really for her. It wasn't really for me. Like super just, casual. His red flags are just hanging all out. Oh man, yeah, he <laughs> sucked. I hated him so much the whole season. So I was kind of bummed that that was the ending. But anyway, long story short, they broke up. Okay. She went on a date with the runner-up recently, yeah. apparently, and uh, people are all like up in arms about that. But I don't honestly. I just kind of lost interest because I think. She made the wrong decision, yeah. and the the runner up is like now like 
the talk of America, and he has like 1.2 million followers well, on Instagram. Like he'll be fine. Well, he's okay. actually everything. Yeah, like he's great. He's every, really cute, really nice. Every word or like mm-hmm. sentence line that comes out of his mouth is perfect. Wow. Like yeah. the way he says, he's like, "I just love you, Hannah Brown," <laughs> or like, "Yeah, girl." Yeah. I don't know. Just like everything he says, I'm like, it's mesmerizing. I would be so it's just like, yes. Yeah. Well, I guess he could come off as like a, you know, smooth yeah. talker, but um, she's creating her own roles. I like. I that. mean, apparently, there's a thing that he went on a date with Gigi Hadid, who's a so, supermodel. I was yeah, like, I don't know who that is. Tyler's gonna be fine. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I'm not really that upset for him right. because he's fine. The <laughs> only reason I'm upset about him going on a date with Gigi Hadid. Well, two reasons. One is because that means him and Hannah aren't going to work out. I was like, because she's Gigi Hadid. Yeah, because yeah. she's Gigi Hadid. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. Um, two, that means he might not be the bachelor. And I, I think yeah. he would be a really good bachelor. <laughs> I do too. And selfishly, I just want to watch him more. Yeah. <laughs> I'm super True. curious about these True. people now that I yeah. know a little Here, bit. Here, I'll pull him up on Instagram so you can see. So you can just like. see his... Um, um, face a genuine reaction. So I, the, all this to say is that like, we ha- we saw this coming, listeners. We we had a feeling, we had a hunch that Jed was um, who she picked, and that they're already broken up. And you know what? Man. Hannah lived and learned, and now she is in a better place, single than good. being with Jed. He's not my type. You're not <laughs> what? No. What is your type? He's well, cute. probably my boyfriend, but I mean, I we'll like get that into more, that. A little more rugged. You do yeah. like a little rugged, yeah, like a little more hairy. Yeah, not yeah. too pretty boy. I can't do that. Well, I just feel like dating someone that looked like him would be really difficult because it's like, <laughs> I mean, he does look like a male model. He's like a model. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, yeah. well, um, that's that. <laughs> since since the finale, we. Um, have started a new series that's near and dear to our hearts called Bachelor in Paradise that kicked off last night. Um, it's going to be a good one, I believe. Two nights a week that we have to commit to this new series. Jordan's so mad. Michael Michael <laughs> yesterday at dinner was like, I'm not going to watch it. And I was like, please. Jordan genuinely got mad at me last night. He was like... About it? Michael did I got too. He home, went to bed. Yeah, I got home from the studio and I was like... Um, Bachelor in Paradise is on tonight, and he's like, are you seriously going to watch that? Like, you can't watch three seasons in a row of The Bachelor. Like, watch this me. is ridiculous. And I was like, um, yes, I can. Why can't, why not? Uh, yeah, I was like, That's you always get. have the TV the rest of the week. I can have one night a week where I want to watch what I want to watch. She's like, well, I always ask you if you want to watch something else. I was like, just, please just let me have this. Like, <laughs> please never, give me this satisfaction. I love The Bachelor is like a point of contention in y'all's relationship. Yeah. Oh, apparently it is. I didn't realize, but I mean. It wasn't, it wasn't so much Michael getting upset with me, but me getting upset with him when he said, not I'm not going to watch it. And I literally looked at him and I was like, what? <laughs> like, pissed. And he was like, I'm not going to watch it. Like, I'm not really into Bachelor in Paradise. I, and I only watched Bachelor and Bachelorette because you love it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but I love Bachelor in Paradise. He gets into it. He did his own little Insta story recaps of it. That's what I said. That's why I was getting mad. And so then we started in the living room. And like 20 minutes in, he's already, granted he was tired because he was out of town. But 20 minutes in, he has moseyed away without me even realizing <laughs> Because I'm locked in <laughs> to the bed. And I was like, where'd he go after that? And then I was like, okay, well, I'll just go watch it in bed. Because, like, clearly he still wants to watch it. He just wants to be laying horizontal. Right. <laughs> well, then I go in the bedroom. He's already asleep. 
I was like, you must be tired. I'm going to not take this personally. (laughs) But I cried myself to sleep last night. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) That's hilarious. But anyways, I think it's going to be a good season. Lots of good old castmates on. Mm -hmm. Um, Katie's still my favorite. Love Katie. Her eyes could just like see right into Mm -hmm. my soul. Those freaking hazel eyes. She's beautiful. It's weird that I'm attracted to her. She's like a lion. She's a lion. She's Nala. Yeah. She's the Nala of human beings. Mm -hmm. She is. Anywho. Anyways. Should Um, we get into our review of the week? Let's do it. Whose turn is it to read one? Lord knows. We didn't do one last week, did we? We did not. Um, Let's say it's your turn. Sure. Um, Did we... Did we do that one? The Wonderful? I don't think so. I like that one. I'll read this. Um, this one is titled Wonderful, five stars from Rissa Coog. Hey, Coog. I think. I don't know if I'm saying that right, so I apologize. Little Cougar. (laughs) She says, I don't know where to begin with this wonderful podcast. These girls are funny, incredibly relatable, and so warm that I wish I could invite them over for girls' night. Oh, you can if you live here. (laughs) This podcast has become happy that I look forward to each or every week on my journey to and from campus. Not only do these girls bring light to life's everyday copies, but they invite amazing guests. They live up to it. They always have great advice and inspiring perspectives. I feel so grateful to have stumbled upon this little piece of heaven. Thank you for encouraging shameless living and shedding light on the simple joys of life. Wow, that's amazing. That was so sweet. Well, you know, it's part of the reason why I love you two so much, too, and I didn't feel crazy nervous coming here is because you both are so authentic and it does feel like just a natural you know flow to the whole process yeah thank, thank you, you. Beautiful. that means a lot you're authentic too which is why you're sitting in that chair yes my shoes off i've been With- i've been saying that i've had you on like our guest list since the start it just hasn't i know thank you well, I know, but- well i'm happy to be here yes we're excited to have we'll you. enter you soon don't worry you're not going to be like yeah, this like unknown guest in the left side, <laughs> left side of the microphone for too long. <laughs> it's coming. I'm okay with being a little unknown. <laughs> like, um, know your first name and that's it. We know nothing else about you. Yeah, <laughs> she's just in the background. Just wait. She's gonna blow y'all's hype, man, lady, <laughs> hype, lady, hype, wool man. Um, shall we talk about um, happies and crappies? Happies and crappies. Yes. Okay. Do you want me to start? Yeah, you like you're thinking. You I'm thinking, thinking face on. I'm right thinking now. of my happies and crappies. Gosh, well, it's been a few weeks since we have done happies have and crappies. Done happies and crappies. So I feel like I have a lot that happened between then and now, but you I'll sure try do. to narrow it down as best as I can. Um, I'll just start with the only crappy that I can think of, and that is right before I went. To Asheville, which I think was the last happy and crappy we recorded. I said I was about to be going to Asheville. Um, I had a really bad encounter with fire ants um, at a (laughs) engagement session. I was out in a field with this adorable couple. Shout out Emily and Nick. Emily listens to the podcast. And I looked down and all of a sudden, like, my foot was just freaking swarmed with these things. And I, you know, when it happens, you just kind of swat them off and then you're Mm -hmm. fine. And then the next day, I had to leave for Asheville, and by the next morning, I wanted to rip my entire foot off. I know I've talked about this on the podcast already, but this was like way worse than the first time. They were oh yeah, this is your second encounter. Mm -hmm. Mm. Um, And I put up an Instagram story like, "Does anyone have remedies for this?" Because I was in Asheville in Airbnb with like nothing. I didn't pack, you know, Mm -hmm. 
hydrocortisone or you didn't or tea tree oil or anything what? like that <laughs> travel with the mini hydrocortisone <laughs> what is wrong with you so um i tried everything in the book because i was just dying like my whole foot did was you pee on your foot swollen i did not pee on my foot but i did Isn't that use, a thing? Friends. I used <laughs> vinegar and baking soda i used um chelsea's in the quarter peeing on her own foot at the wedding oh my god <laughs> No, but it was like miserable, and then you have to stand on your feet all day. Yeah, and that's I had to just like suck it up. So anyway, that's really the only crappy I can think of that happened between then and now because the rest of the last few weeks have been awesome. Um, Tell us about it. And <laughs> so that whole weekend was amazing. One of the most beautiful weddings I've ever shot. Oh my gosh, it was actually not real. Yeah, literally I wasn't there, unreal. but I, wa- I watched it via your camera. <laughs> yeah, I love that bride and groom so much too. Um, and then we went to Charleston for my bachelorette, which was literally the best weekend of my life. It looked so fun. It was Liddy City. It was. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. But and I honestly, went home early every night, and it yeah, was still Liddy yeah, City. Yeah. It was honestly like, I was kind of nervous going in, too, because I don't really party like that anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, gosh, like alcohol hits me so much harder yeah, now. Right. Like I'm, I don't want to be so sick, and Make I still want to have a good time. That's well, why I went to bed early. Getting there. And so... It was like the perfect balance of rage and chill for me. Like we had some chill days where we just like went shopping and walked around and got brunch. We did a private yoga class, which was awesome. And then we had like one big night out, which was like perfect. Yeah. Amazing. And I didn't get hungover. I had Pedialyte and grilled cheese and I was good to go. Lots of, Um, lots of grilled cheese. Yeah. Which you heard about that story on last last week's episode, which was so funny. Um, so yeah, that was amazing. And now it's just counting down. We're like a month away from the wedding. Freaking. So. Yeah. It's an, it's like tomorrow. I'm wow. so excited. I have no weddings left until my own. Yay. That's a so pretty big deal. few weeks can just be like, I mean, I still have a lot of shoots going yeah. on and stuff, but, um, no weddings. So I can just really like, mm-hmm. you know, sit back and enjoy the prep. Enjoy the rest of our engagement, which is crazy gonna to be a say. wife. Yeah, we went and got our bands the other day. We got Jordan's suit fitted, so things are coming along. So are you going to call in during your honeymoon to do the podcast? <laughs> or... I know, right? We're going to have to maybe record a couple episodes yeah. early. So. We'll figure that out, I guess. Or you could just Me just a, like solo. Or you could do a solo <laughs> interview yeah. without me. I mean, feel free to do that. Interview with myself. Yeah. I just share my deepest, <laughs> darkest secrets. And your other personalities, just chiming in. Yeah. Um... That's a you have had a great couple yeah last couple weeks. I'm exhausted, but yeah. in a good way. Yeah. So, um, well, my happy, uh, uh, ooh, so many. My I'm trying to think of a crappy, like the initial crappy that I can think of is well, two. One is actual literal crap. My dog pooped everywhere in in his crate yesterday last night, and we woke up to that this morning, and mm-hmm. our house smelled. I just can't even. I had to put a towel over my face for the first hour of the day. We had incense going. We had um, almost a defibrillator. Diffuser. Diffuser. (laughs) We had a diffuser going. We had candles. Our poor dog has got some sort of stomach bug. Um, So that was like an actual crappy. And then besides that, Michael's just been out of town a lot. But he came home last night. So that's awesome. We just haven't really seen each other much. um, But we're back, baby. <laughs> crappies, uh, oh, that was my crappies. Happies, yeah, a ton. Your bachelorette party um, was so fun. 
I was the lame one and went home early every night, but I still had a blast. So I think that says something. Uh, but I go to bed at 9 p.m., y'all. So yeah. <laughs> staying out till 2 a.m. is not my thing. Mm-hmm. I made it past midnight. Yeah. The first time. Well, I have to say that first place that we went to, it was it like was, a total like club, which you could not pay me to go into a place like it that. It was like, uh, if yeah, it yeah. wasn't my bachelorette party, but we got a free bottle service and like free bottle of champagne. They were so like, get these like, really attractive women. Basically. In that's what they yeah. said. Honestly, that's what they yeah. said. And we're like, okay. Okay, I guess we'll take free champagne. But it's yeah, I understand because I was like, mm, if it wasn't a special occasion, I would not be in here. And we only stayed there for like, it was fun minutes. though. I mean, I made it count. I did like have this moment where I like looked around the room at that club and I was like, Hmm. Like these humans, like this is their this normal is their weekend. Yeah. And that made me a little sad. Yeah. It's a very tall order for me these days. Because Forever. some of the people in the room were like older. Older. Yeah. And like one, yeah. I even saw like parents walking in with their like college kids and I was like, never will yeah. I ever. <laughs> never. I mean, I will just. Yeah. It's just, not, it's not, it's definitely not our reality. The Mm-mm. three of us sitting here. Yeah. No, definitely not. Um, so that was fun. <laughs> happy. Um, and then another happy is my, uh, the Soul app launched Yay! this past weekend. Yeah. Um, if you're a listener and you would like to, um, you know, participate, be trained, be trained by me, but you live in a different place and you can't physically be in the same room as me, you can be with my videos online on the app. Um, I'll post a link to the show notes today, but if you use the code SOL20, S-O-L-E 20, you get 20% off your first month. And it's um, a workout Monday through Friday with me showing you the movements. Um, it has accountability group with all the other soul sisters. So you can like say how you're doing or that you're dying or whatever, you know, just like <laughs> authenticity, <laughs> shameless living. And then also has a devotional every day written by me. Um and a, and a nutrition guide written by an actual dietitian, not me. So <laughs> it's actual legit content. <laughs> um, so I, I'd say it's it's worth it. Um, so give it a shot if you're interested. I would love to see some heart and soul listeners in that group, you know. Um, but yeah, that's really exciting for me. A dream come yeah, true. That is. I'm Congrats. so proud of you. Thank you. That's huge. Thanks. Yeah. That's amazing. Spreading the soul love. Spreading that shameless living. That's right. What about you, homie? Do you have any um, happies and crappies? Hmm. So, I was out of town for a week, a little over a week, when I was out, I went out west. Um, That's like such a, like, that sounds like a, I don't know, like, (laughs) Carmen Sandiego, where in the world is Carmen Sandiego era (laughs) saying, when I went out west. Undisclosed location. (laughs) No, I went to uh, Jackson Hole, which was really cool. That was my first time out there. Was it beautiful? Oh my gosh, amazing! I heard it's like one of the most peaceful places. Yes. So Yellowstone went to Yellowstone, Grand Grand Teton, um, and then went to Colorado. My sister and some of my friends live out there. I love Colorado. I've been there a bunch, so that wasn't necessarily new territory for me. Um, So I would say the happy part was well, I got to be reunited with Ben. My sweet man. Who's Ben? So, Tell us about so this ben, ben. is really cool thing about Ben, one of the many cool things about him is he was hiking the Continental Divide Trail. In BD. Yeah, no big deal. Which is a trail that goes from Mexico to Canada. And, um... So crazy. Yeah. So he hiked 1,600 miles of like 3,000 miles of it. He's home now. But I went out there originally to meet him, so I hadn't seen him. And like, I think it had been, since he got back on the trail, it was like four weeks. 
So that was super exciting to see him and then also just be in a new beautiful place, even though um, American Airlines was super stressful and we had to rearrange a bunch of stuff, but I got to mm. practice my assertiveness skills. Good. So there you go. that was a, a positive <laughs> spin to it. Um, Did your flight get delayed or canceled? Oh, yeah. I couldn't get into Jackson Hole. That has happened to me and Michael our last, like, three months of flights. Oh. Delays, cancels. Up, they like, told me they didn't do vouchers, and you better believe I sent an email, and then I got one. You better believe it. I did. So, um, so yeah. So, that was really super stressful because I ended up actually having to fly into Salt Lake City, which is four and a half hours from Jackson Hole. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So, it screwed up a lot of stuff, but we were able to uh, rearrange, you know, some of our... Um, like accommodation plans and all of that uh, due to my assertiveness skills. Uh, I was kind of in survival mode. Um, <laughs> I totally get that. Yeah. I would be the same way. Yeah, and because of that, um, my immune system was kind of shot with that huge like flood of adrenaline and cortisol, all that stress, on top of just kind of carrying some a little bit of stress from work with me um, into the trip. And so I actually got, I guess this would be my crappy, got – really really sick Ooh. when I was in Colorado so I'm pretty sure we we're pretty sure I had strep throat which I have mm. not really had as an adult my fever got up to like 103 oh my gosh could you was, was your throat like clogged up and like hurt every time you swallowed yeah yeah, yeah. It hurt really really bad and then yeah my fever just got super high but luckily I you know this is where we're really grateful for western medicine when you mm-hmm. have a really high fever like that get some antibiotics honey mm-hmm. so I did and um it was just been kind of a slow recovery, but I feel like I'm there. So, um, mm, I hate getting sick. I do too. Or especially in the summer. Yeah. So at least in the winter you can like hunker down with a bowl of soup, but yeah, in the summer you're like, like be outside and enjoy yeah. the weather and yeah, yeah, it's just like lay up in bed. But yeah. you know, it's usually a reminder. Uh, it's usually my body reminding me like I need to slow down because mm-hmm. uh, I tend to to run myself ragged even on vacation. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I, you know, I kind of look at it as my body's wisdom communicating to me and mm-hmm. chilling out. No, for bit. sure. Yeah. So I would say those were are my happies and my crappies. And then really consistent happy lately that I keep going back to is just the fact that I get to get up every day and do a job that I love where I work for myself. And it blows my mind literally every day. Yeah. So um, I'm still kind of like reeling in that. So. I would that's say that, awesome. Yeah, since that's, I've since I've gotten back, I would say that's my other happy since I've gotten back from vacation. So, and that's a perfect segue. I was just gonna say that. <laughs> I mean, you stole the word the natural right grit. out of my <laughs> day now. Into why we have you on here today, which is for many reasons. But why don't you just go ahead and tell us a little bit about who you are okay. and what you do, what your business is. Okay, so. Um, yeah, I'm a therapist, and people are like, oh, what kind? And I'm like, I point to my head. Mental health. Um, so psychotherapist. But um, I have a background in, I have a master's in social work and a master's in public health. So I've also worked more on the public health side of things as well before I started private practice. So I started private practice. It's been a little over a year, um, and I see clients um who I would say I specialize in more anxiety, depression, trauma, um, and just adjustment, transition, you know, issues. Um, I would refer to myself as a more modern therapist. Um, I would say that I'm more modern. You know, I have I have a social media business page, and 
we're just kind of, you know, there's more transparency, I feel like, involved. And, you know, the, the psychotherapy side of things now and that therapists allow themselves to be human first. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not these blank slates, like sitting in a cardigan, like writing notes. Like they are in the movie. Yeah, 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 right. So yeah. we're kind of getting away from that. And then, you know, I also would um, say that I take a more holistic approach in that um, I really look at the whole entire person, not just the presenting issues that are... Um, that are coming in and then I've got you know my yoga background as well so um, I incorporate the body into a lot of my work uh, with people Um, so I guess that's like a very general overview well and that's also a good point that's how I know Melissa is um, oh yeah, this is Melissa, by the way. <laughs> I think we said it in the beginning. Yeah. Okay. Did okay. we? I don't um, yeah, I said, I said my name. Okay. okay. I was like, shoot. Cool, cool, cool. Um, cool, 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 cool. We're really good at this. <laughs> um, Melissa also a teaches rusty. at Axis Yoga, soon to be uh, rebranded. Yes. To be announced soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's how we met. How did, did you? Yeah, you I met Melissa through too? Axis Yoga too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I used to take your yen class mm-hmm. um, back yeah. in the so day. Good. Every yeah. Monday I would go. Yeah, when I was on stairs. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, and when I had nights open. Yeah. So Michael and I would go on date night. Actually, we would go yeah, take yen, and then we would go to dinner, and then Love we would, it. you know. It's so good. It was such a good class. Yen is like, you probably can't explain it better, but it's like deep stretching. Yes. Yeah. And like staying in one position for like five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Three to five minutes. So you get more into the connective tissue and it's, uh, I think it's just, it's such a mental, spiritual practice. Um, when we're inviting stillness in, we're really able to tune in to the, to the body. Um, so tuning into our own interoception would be the, the big word for that. But, um, you know, I'm so grateful that we're talking about access right now. And I know you've had Macy on the show, who mm-hmm. I'm obviously very close with. Um, and I've been there since the beginning. But um, I didn't even get into yin as my niche until I started at Axis. I pretty much had oh, mostly really? taught, like, flow, you mm-hmm. know, vinyasa, more vinyasa-type classes. And those are great. And I like those. And that was very true for authentic for me and my practice at the time. But... Um, I don't know. I, I ended up getting really into yen as a practice, uh, and then I had the opportunity to sub for Macy and then kind of take it over, and it was then that I feel like I really just stepped into where my place was in the yoga world yeah. and kind of found my voice. So I kind of teach for more of this blend of like science and spirituality, mm-hmm. um, but leaving plenty of room for each individual person's own direct experience because yeah. I think that's huge. Yeah. And Yen gives us the space to do that. So. It's so good. What you – you brought this up earlier when you were talking about your your type of uh, uh, therapy practice is, like, that authenticity factor of, like, mm-hmm. you're a more modern – yeah. What do you call yourself? A therapist? Psychologist? Like, what do you... Yeah, so I just would call myself your... a therapist. So, technically, I have a social work degree. There's, okay. like, different ways people can get to the Yeah, I don't want to, like, say the wrong realm. thing. Yeah, yeah. So, but therapist is fine. Okay. Yeah, we'll so, that. you're a modern therapist, and I think one of the reasons why Chelsea and I were so attracted to, like... Actually, I know. To bringing you onto this podcast and why we're attracted to you as a friend is, like, <laughs> on your social media... Um, and in Yin, even, you are just, like, your true 
weird and goofy <laughs> self. <laughs> and I don't mean that as like a non-compliment. I mean no, that I like in the idea of like this shameless living thing yeah. that we yeah. that we preach and pra- try to practice. It's scary, isn't it? Like it my is. favorite thing there, about you on social media is your dance videos oh, like when you get in and you're like you <laughs> like so set good. your phone on your desk in your office and you're like haven't had Such my dance break yet and you're just like go so in bad. for it you but know, like but i embrace it i'm like yes. you know what this is like this is me but i think that as like a patient or as a a student in your yeah. yoga class like having an instructor that is like embracing her true self mm-hmm. empowers people to like yeah. Embrace their true selves and also figure out what their true selves even are. Because, like, some yeah. people are really scared of, ha- like, triggering that goofy side or, like, entering into that, like, realness. It's scary to put our ourselves out there as we really are because there's that fear that, you know, we're not going to be accepted or we're not going to be loved, you know, for who, who we are. But oftentimes we're met when we're being authentic we're met with when we're when we are met with that acceptance it's so healing mm-hmm. to be witnessed with in all of those pieces of who we are even though the pieces yeah. that are like mm-hmm. not you know per- perfect because i mean none of us are yeah. you know i read this quote the other day i'm gonna read it because it kind of reminds me of this oh my god i love inspirational quotes I don't know who I, this, like I don't know who this is by Rachel Sampson. Do you know who Rachel Sampson is? Mm-hmm, okay, me neither. So. Not the top of my head. It says people don't want to be talked out of their feelings. People want to be heard, seen, yes. felt, and understood. Yeah, like where they already are. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. I was like, you better do it, Rachel. I don't know who you are, <laughs> but that's truth right there. It is. It is. It's super healing just to be witness and to witness other people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the more that you put that out into the world I feel like the more like you're gonna get the right clients and the right people walking in your door yes. and like I've had that happen this year absolutely just you know like I, I bring this up every now and then that sometimes you get heat for like mm-hmm. oh you're always on Instagram and look at you like mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. always posting and I'm like well mm-hmm. it's brought so many yeah. amazing opportunities connections. and connections whether I'm just posting about my adorable dog or yeah. my work like and we talk about this in our workshop. Yeah. Or your workshop. Oh, yeah. I talk about like how if the, if you're if especially if you're marketing, quote unquote marketing your business on social mm-hmm. media, you mm-hmm. want to like market your true authentic self so yes. that people who walk into your door to receive your business or your mm-hmm. specialties are people that feel not only like a um, like a business connection with you, but right. like a personal yeah. and, and that's feedback I've actually gotten from a few people that I see. Um, and I, I have people come to me from, from a variety of, of ways. Um, but I have gotten a few clients through, uh, social media, through Instagram mm-hmm. actually. And some of the feedback I've gotten is that they felt like it was a person and not just this, um, this content generating business, right. sterile kind of thing. Um, and that was attractive to them. Yeah. Um, so that was why they reached out to me. I felt, I felt reach outable, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and I find that yes, oftentimes in two in, in the client, in the, the therapy room, and this would be true of pretty much anything in life, but in the therapy room, the most important piece is the client therapist relationship. Mm-hmm. Literally, like, there's been research and studies that have shown that probably, like, 70% of if therapy, quote-unquote, works or is helpful is based on that relationship. Right. So there's got to be that space of feeling, um, you know, of non-judgment, of compassion, you know, some humor, 
Um, and just some humanity in the room. Right. Like I'm a real person. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and feeling safe. Um, so I find that, you know, that's the most important piece. And I end up doing really good work with the people who find their way into my Mm -hmm. doors because, um, we can foster that together. And if we can't, then, you know, that's the first thing I tell people. I'm like, I don't take it personal. If we ever, you know, if you ever feel like it's not a good fit or you feel like um, there's something else that you need that maybe I can't offer uh, ethically, I will help you get to that place. Right. It's not Because, like, your main yeah. goal is for them to heal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To just engage in their healing. Own, yeah, yeah. To just engage in their own healing process, you know, whatever that, that is. I kind of believe we're all, we're all always mm-hmm. healing. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. yeah. With that being said, this is kind of a question I was going to ask later on, but I feel like this is related to what you just said in that in that relationship piece a lot of I'm sure your clients you end up or at least they feel like a strong connection to you because Mm -hmm. they're you know probably laying out a lot on the table for you and a lot of heavy things so Mm -hmm. how do you separate that from like you know that professional well yeah Yeah. how do you maintain that like professional relationship Mm -hmm. with them yet Mm -hmm. you're hearing their deepest darkest secrets and then how do you not take it home as well yes or do you take it home i'm Uh, sure there yeah there's some (laughs) it's 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 still is there's a huge learning curve so i talk about i talk about this work and especially working for myself is a huge learning curve that i'm still in but we're all kind of always in it right you know and uh so i'm always learning and unlearning um I feel like I had a lot of good preparation before I started working for myself clinically with some of the work that I'd done prior with being able to to kind of not take so much home and not take so much responsibility um, for for basically for other people's you know lives and processes. Mm-hmm. So I worked at Coastal Horizons for like two years also worked with harm reduction so I worked pretty heavily with um, people who were in active addiction and um, people who use injection drugs and it was some of the most eye and heart opening work I've ever done but it's also really heartbreaking yeah Um, I really value the time that I had doing that and um, and it really taught me a lot um, it also taught me a lot about burnout and boundaries. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I learned a lot about boundaries during that work, which I was able to carry with me into private practice because boundaries are huge and they're life-changing and it's been a huge part of my own healing process when I actually was like, oh, that's a thing and started applying it. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, boundaries, great. So um, I feel like I had a lot of practice go- going into starting private practice from just my past experiences and mm-hmm. learning how to have compassion for where people are, but not having to take it on mm-hmm. basically. Cause there's the both and concept. That's also life changing that you can have compassion for where somebody is and you don't have to take responsibility for it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, that's huge. Yeah. That right. is massive. Yeah. Because, I mean, I'm responsible and, you know, and obviously right. in my role and in, in, in the in the work that we do together. But I, I can't dictate what people do outside of those doors. Right. Um, you know, I always hope that they're taking nuggets with them. 
but um, yeah. but you know I'm not I'm not in control of other people's lives. Right. It's loosening the grip on those controls. <laughs> what made you want to get into this work? Ooh, we just opened a lot here. So, um, <laughs> like, let me lay down. <laughs> yeah, y'all ready? Y'all ready for this? Um, we gonna we gonna be your therapist now, yeah, right? So, um, I'm and I'm pretty open about it. I probably don't talk about it or haven't talked about it a whole whole lot recently, but I have probably even in my own classes or, or on social media from time to time. Um, I have my own background with my own struggles in mental health, and it, they started at a pretty young age. Um, I would say starting when I was about 14, so high school age, like end of junior high, high school age, um, I struggled with really, really um, heavy depression, and I also had panic disorder. So my panic attacks were like out of control, y'all. Like they were, I was having to miss school. Mm-hmm. Um, I was getting to the point where I was probably almost agoraphobic, which means you're, you basically don't feel like you can leave your house. You know, everything's just really scary. And it's really hard for people to imagine me like that yeah. now because I'm decently outgoing. I would say I'm probably a little bit more introverted, but I come off as an extra, extrovert and I can talk to a brick wall. But um, <laughs> I had, I mean, I remember during that time, um, I've always been very fascinated and curious about the, the human mind and just everything, everything. I'm a curious person. So there, there's that piece of it. But then there was also when I was going through that, I really just, I didn't understand. I didn't understand what was wrong with me. Um, I didn't understand what was wrong with me. It was a really hard time for the whole family. I a lot of my friends I don't think really understood what was going on. Um, I, I mean, washing my hair was exhausting. Hmm. I mean, it was just, you know, everything, every part of me was affected. I remember describing it like I felt like my insides were just like these black dull pieces. And the panic attacks were awful. They were really scary. I was, like I said, I was just kind of scared of everything. So I started seeing somebody. I started seeing, you know, my mom's like, oh, Lord, have mercy. We got to do something. (laughs) I don't know what to do. She's got to get off the couch. I can't get her off. Um, So I started going to a therapist. And I really think he helped save my life in a lot of ways. I felt really listened to because I didn't in my house. My mom and I didn't have a good relationship at the time. We're like BFF now, but, Mm -hmm. um, I didn't feel, I just didn't feel understood. I didn't feel listened to. And that was somebody that listened to me. They didn't make me feel crazy. Um, and I also ended up getting on medication at that point in my life uh, for a year and it really, truly helped me get back on my feet because it helped the panic attack, the frequency of the panic attacks weren't so much mm-hmm. so that I was able to get back on my feet. Um, so I always kind of knew I was in, into psychology then and I, I went into college knowing that that's what I wanted to major in, but I always said I wasn't going to do therapy. And I y'all, I'm telling y'all, I didn't even, I said I wasn't even going to do therapy if you'd told me three years ago that I was doing this. I would have like well, laughed at you. Really? Yes. So why did you, t- why did, why? <laughs> because. Why did you say you weren't going to do it? I think for me, I was having this conversation with somebody recently because they were like, why were you so against it? And I was like, I think I saw it as a, a huge responsibility that scared me. Right. Yeah. Um, well, naturally, because yeah. that's what it sounds like to me. 
Yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> outside looking in. I'm like, oh gosh, I don't know if I can listen to Well, and then there was the piece. Well, I- and Chelsea looks at like a hurt squirrel and cries. Yeah. So, like, she yeah, couldn't talk to humans and, yeah. like, it's, it's a handle that exactly. emotionally. Yeah, no, that's a thousand percent right. But let me just tell you, like, I'm the exact same. <laughs> um, so, I, that's another piece, too. So, I am a very empathetic person. I'm a, I would consider myself a highly sensitive person. Which actually probably makes you a better therapist. Yeah. yeah. So it can it can work in our favor and it can also kind of work against us. But you have to learn how to harness it. I mm-hmm. think that's it. And I was so afraid of that part of me for a while. And I was afraid that I wasn't going to be, like I was kind of like, how on earth would I do this? How would I listen to people and it not drain me? And how would I, you know, not take it home? So part of that has been some you know practice in learning that um but also I have to continually check in with my energetic boundaries and I have to be really honest with where they are and I have to honor that so the amount of people I can see in a week is not what culture probably tells me I should see in a week they tell me I should probably be seeing double but if I'm really honest about my energetic boundaries and what and showing up for myself so that I can show up fully in those sessions and I can be fully present which is my number one priority then I have got to honor those energetic boundaries. And when you say energetic boundaries, you mean like self, time for self-care, time for, yeah. so I need for to, being alone. for Yeah, yeah, recharging. And so I need to pay attention to like, am I feeling super drained and burned out? Gotcha. Because I've been in that in my career before. Yeah. And I ain't going back. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm just not going to do it. So there was, I think, that piece of it that told that I felt like I was using for information to tell me that I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Also... One of my one of my major core beliefs, negative core beliefs, is what many of ours actually are, uh, which is just the not good enough. Mm-hmm. I struggle right. with it all the time still, but I have more control over it than it has control over me. But for a long time in my life, it had control, so it kept it keeps me playing small. Mm-hmm. It kept me from stepping into some of the things that maybe I should have. Uh, or maybe that I was more aligned to do, but I wasn't allowing myself to recognize that. And isn't that just, like, so true for everything in life? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, whenever yeah. we feel those feelings of not being enough or not worthy enough, yeah. we are limited in all yeah. aspects of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Whether it's career, relationships, mm-hmm. or... It bleeds into everything. Everything. Yeah, it really does. So, um so it was it was a it was not a direct process to get to where I am now. It's funny because I think people are like, "How did you get here?" And I'm like, "You know, <laughs> I, don't know. I don't really know. I just kind of I followed this natural evolution of what feels right for me, um, but it's taken a lot of my own work to be able to tune into that and to know intuitively what that is." Mm-hmm. So I've had to do a lot of my own work and I'm still doing a lot of my own work and it helps me to be better at what I'm doing. Too. Yeah. So, um, so I, str- I have a past and current issue with anxiety oh, and I, <laughs> I, I, when, especially when I was in or prior to my eating disorder in the eating disorder and then right at the beginning of healing, a lot of panic attacks uh-huh. and, and not, I'm sure not as extreme as the ones you experience, but I feel like the more I started talking about my anxiety out loud, the more I kept hearing people say like, oh, me too. Yes, me too. So are you, mm-hmm. are you seeing that anxiety, this is my question, is anxiety more prevalent now in our generation or just people talking about it more than they used to? 
I don't know. It might be a little bit of both, you know? Because um, I feel like our parents' generations, they just, it's listen, not honey, in their... <laughs> you know what they did? You know what they all did? Closed they off? They swept stuff under the, rug. under the rug so much, and now we're all tripping over it. Yeah. <laughs> that is... And so totally our generation true. is now like... Well, I think because their generation yeah. was taught to be tough, to, yep. to, um, to provide, to... Just have grit. Persevere, have grit, where yeah. we're like this emotional generation of like, <laughs> let me feel my feelings. Let me feel my yeah. feels and then feel what I'm feeling about my feelings, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. <laughs> so maybe that's, it's a little bit of both. You're right. Yeah, so I think it, I think it might be a little bit of both. And, and um, I, you know, I, I can't say for sure, but I think it might be a little bit of both. And I'm seeing too, which is really, really cool, but with our generation the stigma being more and more lifted mm-hmm. when it comes to mental talk- health is yeah. being discussed so much more yes. in public. It's yes. incredible. It really is. Like we have mental health awareness month. Yeah. Which and is amazing. Well now when it's like super normal to be like, yeah, so when I was in therapy this morning, you know, like talking to people. Oh yeah. And you know, or when people say that to me, I'm like, yeah. yeah, you know, I mean, and it's you know, and I, have a therapist. I was actually at therapy this morning speaking of, so, you know, um, yeah, you I know, have a therapist. I, yeah, right. So I think it's, it, there's a lot of, when we go back to shame and the whole shameless living, it's, it's just a piece of, um, of our lives that we're not feeling so much shame around and shame lives in isolation. So when we're able to talk about it and people say me too, we're not staying in that place of shame. We're not alone. Right. right. And it's not even like you have to have like a significant struggle or like something that happened to you to need to go to therapy. Like it's just like going to the gym. Everyone needs someone to talk to. Everyone needs to work out. Everyone needs to eat eat well. Everyone needs to take care of themselves. Yeah. So it just, it helps. And that's what I tell people too. Like it helps cultivate awareness. Um, going to therapy so it doesn't mean that you don't have to be in a total breakdown to go to therapy although it's just as good of a place as anywhere to start so it's yes. okay if that's where we right. where we start um, I will say anytime I've ever started therapy I've been in like oh, full-on meltdown oh, mode absolutely. <laughs> well when I first started going back a couple years ago I was in a place where I was just like I mean literally I felt like I was suffocating yeah I was like this is not right <laughs> like, yeah I need I've got to do something so that was kind of what got me, what pushed me to get back in the door a couple of years ago. And I go consistently, um, like every two weeks. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so yeah, absolutely. And I also look at it as, um, when we, when we talk about it like that too, where it could be prevention rather than intervention. So if we're not in that breakdown place yet, then we're maybe in, uh, we're using it as more prevention so that we don't, we don't get, get there. to that place. Mm-hmm. Or we might be starting at more of the intervention level where we're like, I'm losing, I'm losing my marbles. And yeah. Help, you know, which is, yeah. but all of it is fine. Wherever it is, we just start where we are. So Right. Like start today. Yeah. yeah. So right. you mentioned how, You've been in business or your own business now for mm-hmm. a little over a year, which is so crazy because that's like probably right around when I met you. Yeah, I think so. And it so. seems like you're so established now. Oh, so. gosh. Oh. <laughs> like, do I say that way? You do. So, I mean, we have a lot of listeners that are entrepreneurs or like yeah. wanting to be entrepreneurs or aspiring to be. So, mm-hmm. what have been some of your biggest learning curves in doing this on your own? Yeah, good question. So, don't wait till everything's perfect or you're not going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Things you, you don't have to be perfect. You just have to be willing. 
Oh, oh there's the quote. so good. There's the quote. Yes. <laughs> there's the one. Write <laughs> that down. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to be perfect. You just have to be willing. So um, also, I think it's walking this tightrope of being intentional but not forcing, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where I've really tried to pay attention to, you know, look at my why, um, what feels, you know, intuitively what feels right but not forcing things. So that requires some patience. So in doing anything, but especially with this, like there's a freaking licensing board involved. So, I mean, that took time. So there was like the whole, there's the whole like office piece of it, but then there's also the state license and then there's the um, social work licensing board part of it and the exam, you know, all of that stuff. Um, Luckily I have an incredible supervisor, so I can't even talk about any of this without recognizing how fortunate I am to have an awesome supervisor, Mary Christine Parks. She has, I was talking to her in in supervision last week and was telling her just how grateful I am for her her and how her faith in me is what helped push me into this Mm. because I didn't have the faith enough in myself. Mm. And she was like tearing up out. I I am. And and I was like, oh my God, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to make you cry, but I'm just so grateful. Um, So I think it's, you know, also having those supportive people in your life who can kind of be your little cheerleaders. Um... But, uh, and they're there to remind you. They're there to remind you on the days when you think, like, I can't do this, or I'm not good enough, or I'm not perfect, or ready, or whatever. They're the people that are there to say, like, yes, you are, and I believe in you. Mm -hmm. So I think having that piece of it is huge. Um, And just, you know, also continuously checking in with your your why, if if you feel like you're losing it, Mm -hmm. you know, or you feel like you're, you're... getting mechanical and you're forcing yeah yeah or discouraged those or are all like so that. huge uh-huh. and I absolutely agree with everything you just said yeah like, yeah I mean you get you both get it yeah I mean y'all have been doing this too for the last year or two I mean mm-hmm. both of you hugely stepped out on your own it's been so incredible to witness too it's so awesome I'm seeing so many people do it yeah and it's really really I think that's inspiring. another cool thing about our generation mm-hmm. is I'm just willing we're to just do willing it. to like yeah more more so follow like for our um for our careers like follow our passions Mm -hmm. where it's not like work and then you come home and do your passions or your hobbies you know it's all integrated into yeah we find a way to make our purpose our work which is really neat and rare manner because that takes time yeah yeah that was one of the things (laughs) I was like nervous about and taking my my business full-time was like okay, I love this as a side hobby and it brings me so much joy, but when it becomes mm-hmm. work, work, am I still going to love it mm-hmm. just as much? And I think going back to what you said about boundaries, like having those boundaries yeah, in place, for sure. saying the correct no's, yep. knowing when I'm feeling burnt out, when I need to spend time with Jordan or mm-hmm. myself or whatever, yeah. has kept me like still loving it so much. Mm-hmm. And so that's huge. been, I'm so grateful that I like realize all those things semi you have the ability to do that that yeah Yeah. so that I didn't like overdo it just to get my business off the ground Mm -hmm. and then look back and be like oh shoot well now I just want to throw in the towel because I'm so burnt out burnt out yeah that's and then to also like recognize burnout along the way because like I'll have weeks where I'm like I quit (laughs) I I actually quit everything oh I've had I've had days or or like end of weeks when I've come home and I literally am just like staring at the wall and Ben's like are you okay and I'm like no the answer I is no. Because my brain, I'm, 
I am the type of, I have to be intellectually stimulated, like to be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just the way that I function. And part of why I love my job so much is it's intellectually stimulating and challenging every single day. But I live up here. Um, She's pointing to her head. I'm pointing to my head. <laughs> um, I live up here. So that can be really exhausting. Yeah. Um, and so Ben sometimes will recognize that, you know, he'll be like, are you okay? And he'll be like, we're going to go do something and we're going to get out of the house, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm like, you are so great. You recognize yes. what I need sometimes when I can't. That, that's so. that support system too. Yeah. Like those people who are like, yeah, know what you need when you need it and, mm-hmm. yes. and step in yeah. when you're weak. Yeah. So you have and, to, we have to let ourselves take little breaks. Right. Since, you know, like that vacation I just went on, which was maybe a little too long, honestly. Like, but, not quite the break. Yeah. But, <laughs> but yes, absolutely. So, um, Whenever we put up little, like, you know, Instagram questions that are asking uh-huh. for topics and, like, things that people want us to touch on, a reoccurring question is kind of broad, but we see it very often, and it's and it's how to break through limiting beliefs. Oh, yeah. And I feel like that, I don't know, like, it's almost so broad that I'm like, I don't even really know where we would start or, like touch on that so that's all I mean it's it's a lot of what I end up addressing with people at some point we talk about core beliefs um which are deeply rooted in our early experiences so understanding is a prerequisite for change um so part of our work in therapy is understanding which means we have to go back to some past stuff and we got to go back to family of origin and we got to go back to mom and dad um, but it's not about blaming and it's not about criticizing. So I like to make that really clear. Um, it's about being able to separate past from present mm-hmm. so that we're not carrying some of that stuff that is now really deeply rooted in our subconscious with this in the present, which um, if we have to bring it to our conscious awareness to even start addressing it. So if we kind of know what they are, you know, that's a great place to start. You know, and I also talk about how curiosity is the foundation of awareness. So to be able to even do any of this, you have to have a sense of curiosity. you got to notice, how is this showing up in my body? Where do I feel this the most? Um, you know, when I'm, when I'm noticing maybe whatever the self-limiting beliefs are and, and everything. But it's also, so it takes a sense of curiosity first, I think, to see where it's showing up. Um, and then that can give us some information about what to do with it. So there's, it's one of those things that's so individualized. Um, I can't really, get yeah, you can't like get like a broad, yeah. but, um, but I would also, I would really encourage people too because a lot of this is very conditioned and subconscious, um, to do little things to, which would be, cha- you know, challenging yourself a little bit every day. So challenging your comfort zone to break up some of that subconscious patterning. Mm-hmm. So it might be things like, um, you know, like if you hate, like, I don't, you know, like I'm, I don't do a lot of the strength. Tra- I do some of the strength training, but like the right. hip workout stuff, y'all, like that shit scares me. Like it's just like <laughs> I'm just like I'm be over here in child's pose chilling. Like that's so up my alley. But like one thing I could do to start challenging myself to break out of just some like you know li- maybe even limiting beliefs and subconscious patterning would be to like say okay, well I'm gonna do this a couple days a week or. Um, so that, that's one way. That kind of gets into just this whole subconscious stuff. How do we do that? Waking up 30 minutes earlier, you know, and all that stuff. I recommend, I always recommend, like, 
journaling a little bit if there's something in particular that's coming up that people are like this is a pattern I'm noticing and I want to mm-hmm. understand it a little bit more and do something with it I tell people I'm like jot down notes in your phone when you start noticing this stuff mm-hmm. and it's stuff you can bring in mm-hmm. with you and we can we can look at it and we can talk about it but there's not necessarily any quick fix to it yeah there's no like formula yeah, yeah so so that's the thing I think to keep in mind too with um because it is possible to to break out of those self-limiting um, beliefs, behaviors, patterns. Um, but I think it's also keeping in mind, it just takes time. Mm-hmm. Nothing's going to happen overnight. Um, I've been digging in and doing a whole lot more just deeper work and shadow work stuff in probably the last three years. And I feel like I've just started to come out of some of it where I can see, and even people in my life have been like, I just feel like you're finally have stepped into this mm. other part of who you are. Um, but it was, it's been really uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> it's been really uncomfortable. Like and be okay with being uncomfortable too. Yes. Well, that's like kind of my motto for life is like getting comfortable <laughs> with being uncomfortable. Oh. Well, yeah. I'll write that down. So yeah. get comfortable. <laughs> yeah. With being uncomfortable. You say that in yin sometimes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yin's, yeah. Yin's super uncomfortable. Well, I feel like all of this, too, goes back to what you said at the beginning of, like, the most common struggle is that feeling of not being good enough. And oh, I feel God, like when yeah. it comes to any quote-unquote limited belief, that is what that is, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. I'm not good enough to... Yeah, it all goes back to that. ...be worthy yes. of this relationship, or I'm not good enough to step out into my calling yeah. and change my career or whatever yeah. it might be so so it's really interesting to see how that shows up for people sometimes yeah. they'll play small and sometimes they'll go opposite they're really going to prove that they're good enough. yeah um and you know we'll see that play out in relationships and sabotaging mm-hmm. relationships that might be really good and healthy right but there's that deep down fear that like we're not worthy of it we're not good enough so i'm going to sabotage it so i did that with michael right before we got engaged oh, i've done it with people oh before, yeah. he I mean, it was honestly, well, even until we got married, it was like when we got married and there was that security of like, he has decided that he is okay with spending the rest of his life with a crazy one like me. And he hates (laughs) when I say that. That's when like a weight was lifted. But like prior to engagement and especially Mm -hmm. marriage, like I would give him reasons to break up with me. Yeah, you wanted to and I would see push what he him would away. Do. Yeah, and he's like, "I'm not leaving." Like he would yell at me, and I'm like, in a good way, like, yeah, "Stop, no, I'm, I'm not <laughs> leaving." And I'm like, "Okay, but eventually you will." So let me just give you yeah. the reasons why you're, you're right. going to, and let me sabotage it yes. early. Yes. So like we can do that with everything in life. Yeah. Well, and isn't let me just say this too? Isn't your relationship with him probably the most healing relationship of your life? It's Isn't actually it? everything. Yeah, I was going to say. I'm, Outside of I'm like, experiencing that right now, yeah. too, and it's really, really incredible. I mean, it only took me 32 years to get here, but Lord. It took me 30. I so. got I got there. Yeah. Um, but, no, it's been – my relationship with Ben has been incredibly healing in so many ways. Um, but I wasn't in a place where I was – if I'm really honest, where I was ready for that until now. Yeah. And that's a big part of it, too, It's mm-hmm. is – you being in that healthy, mm-hmm. not healthy, because yeah, really I know what like, you mean. <laughs> yeah. A healthy enough spot yeah. to receive love. Yeah, yes. So yeah. that you can give it. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, in relationships too, like our conditioning comes out super loudly in relationships, you know? Um, and so that always gives us, that really shines that light on like, 
oh shit, this is what I need to work on. Yeah. Or this is what I'm having a hard time with. Because so, relationships are hard, man. And like you said earlier, uh, a lot of our limiting beliefs in relationships and everything, it, it comes from how, like our generational pulls. Mm-hmm. So going back to that family origin mm-hmm. stuff. As much as we want to be like, no, no, no. No, 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 it's fine. Like, it's it's great. (laughs) It's so funny. I just remember when I, like, first started, went back into therapy a couple years ago, and I, like, totally did not want to acknowledge how much of an impact all that stuff has had. Um, But, and, and, you know, my family's great, so I'm I'm not, but that's the thing, too. Again, we go back to the both and thing. Like, our families can be really, really wonderful and great, and they can also be a little bit of a source of, you know, hurt or stress or whatever, mm-hmm. too. So it doesn't have to be one or the other. Um, and we also, you know, get to recognize that most people are just operating from their level of awareness. Right. And we're all humans. Yes. Like, yes. imperfect humans. Yes. Trying yeah. to figure out the world together, yeah. which is, like, going to be... Mm-hmm. Not well sometimes. <laughs> yeah, right right now I'm like, come on, we can do better, guys. Yeah. No, but but really You got this world. <laughs> yeah, come on. But no, but really it is, it's super inspiring to see people doing their work. Because I really I'm a very hopeful person and I really think we're gonna the world is gonna reap the benefits of that. Yeah. Of the healing that our generation is taking on and hopefully the ones after us. I feel like we just like have a therapy session. <laughs> like honestly, I just lean. Did you see my demeanor change? Like I just yeah. lean back and I was like, I'm chill. I'm good. I'm good. You know when you? Uh, I'm sure y'all experience this in, in fitness. You know when you like leave a workout. At first you like go in and you're like, kind of begrudging. Sometimes you're like, I don't really want to do this. Ugh, mm-hmm. I hate this. And then you leave and you're like almost on this high. Oh yeah. yeah. Of like. I can do freaking anything. Like I just did, I just lifted 15 pounds. I can lift the world. (laughs) Yeah. Whenever I leave my therapist's office, Mm -hmm. I have the same high because I go in usually super low. Because you, or me, prior to walking into my therapist's office, I'm digging up everything in my brain that I'm about to unleash on her and just like pour out and let out. So after like an hour of straight tears sometimes... After I walk out, and I'm like, you know that, you know that part in 500 Days of Summer when yes. he's like walking around, it's like dun, a musical, dun, 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 dun. and he, that's how I feel. I'm like, I just let yeah. it go, and like a bird comes on my shoulder, yes. and I'm like, ha! You make my dreams come true. Yes, that's part. And and isn't that like, whenever you find something that is truly good and healthy for you, that I feel like those endorphins or adrenaline, whatever, kicks in, and you feel that like. Yeah, deep yes. contentment and joy. Well, yeah, and you're, you you really let those emotions move through you, and there's also, like I said, it's about that attunement, like being in a safe space with somebody and just letting all your shit out. Yeah, and they're like, letting I got you. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. like it is. It's super, but also, you know, I have to say too, not all, you know, not all sessions are where we leave like that. Sometimes it is uncovering some really right, you like know, it's it's tough, painful stuff, and so that's you know, sometimes we can feel worse before we feel better. But there are the times that are like that that are awesome. Yeah. Um, too. So I love that feeling. I had that this morning when I left mine too. Yeah. And usually when you do have those sessions where you like feel worse before you feel better, you at least know why you feel worse. Yeah. There's like yeah, a yeah, why yeah, yeah, to yeah. it. So yeah. you're like, oh, I can like. Yes. There's I'm the, a little more the, justified in feeling the light this way. At the, end of the tunnel. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So I was looking at your website earlier, mm-hmm. and I don't think I even knew that your yoga cert is 
part of it's like working with patients that have dealt with trauma. trauma. Yeah. So, well, I did my like regular 200 hour right. and then I've done two, um, I've done two different trauma trainings. Yeah. Um, one, one was with, um, Veterans Yoga Project. Yeah. And then the other was with David Emerson, who's like the yoga trauma guy. Who, um, <laughs> like, that's like on his resume. Yeah. I'm the yoga trauma guy. Yeah. That's me. <laughs> it me. But, um, but yeah, so they were both, um, they were both incredibly helpful and eye opening. And you know, too, like, I have the permission cards yeah. that I bring into the studio now because, like, not everybody wants to be touched. So I really try to bring that into even when I'm teaching publicly, even though I only teach one public class, um, regularly now. But, um, but yes, there's there's a really there's lots out there on trauma's impact on or how we how we carry that in our body. Right. Um, and more and more research is, and, and we all have I mean we're all walking around with trauma and trauma is not an event, it's a response. So what might be considered trauma for me, some other person might not have had a trauma response that like would be the same that I have. So right. it's, again, it's super, uh, individualized and unique, but, um, lots of the research is, is going towards these more body-based modalities of therapy and healing because of the way that we carry, um, past experiences and, and trauma in the body. Um, which is why things like yoga and fitness and all of that are a huge, huge tool in people's healing yeah. journeys. Yeah. Um, and you both have, have felt that yourself and are involved in that, um, you know, on the instructor side of things yeah. too. Um, but yeah, it's been a couple of years, I think, since I've done those. But um, Yeah, I was but, just curious, like, how you typically mm-hmm. integrate that into your work with with your clients yeah so good question so uh i'm leave a lot of room for choice mm-hmm. um i'm not super you don't like prescribe them you need one yoga directive. session directive yeah and or i'm like not, stand up and get yeah, in do this Shavasana. you know so I try to, yeah so i try to leave i try to leave a lot of room for options yeah and for choice and it's more about getting into the sensation of our bodies and tuning it, that interception is what that is. Mm-hmm. So, um, so what am I feeling? Where am I feeling it? Um, you know, how's my body communicating to me? So that's that's also kind of fine tuning that mind body connection. Um, and uh, but yeah, choices, choice, and options are a big part of it because yeah. when when we experience any sort of trauma, whether it's relational or not, we didn't have a choice, mm-hmm. right? So that's a really big piece of it. Wow, that's a good point. Yeah. And it is so neat, too, to feel those benefits of things like yoga mm. in your mental capacity. Like, yeah, I, I know this sounds crazy, but I feel like whenever I take classes where you're doing a lot of, like, twisting and really just opening yeah. up the body, it it's literally like feels out. like you're wringing out all the crap that yes. you're holding on to. And then yeah. you leave and you're like, ah, like, I oh just feel like a whole new I love that. person. And it's so... Wild, that. like how mm-hmm. all of those things are so connected. Just the mind body connection is mm-hmm. bonkers. It really it's is. Bonkers. <laughs> straight up. It's bonkers. It's straight bonkers. But I it's know. amazing. I love, but I love that feeling. I know that feeling you're talking about. Um, and it can allow us to make some, you know, it, it can allow us to make some connections 
that we've never made before in the language part of our brain. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is a huge part of it, and it was it was a big part of it was a big part of my you know process and my in my healing journey, and still is. And my practice has changed so much since mm-hmm. I first started really practicing yoga. But you know, I think as long as you're kind of naturally evolving, things are changing, which means some of your practices are going to. So right. I'm just kind of going with the flow, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> the <intended>. flow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't tell you the last time I did a chaturanga. Really? I'm so over them. Honestly, yeah. can't even tell you what that is right now. <laughs> chaturanga. Remind me. Like the push-up. Oh, like the, yeah, like yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I'm back. I'm back. It's been mm-hmm. so long since I've done yoga, and I'm sad about it. I need it. Like, I if I don't... Like, the last few weeks, I've been so busy or, like, teaching instead or shooting or whatever. And then I didn't – Yeah. I wasn't in my practice for, like, two or three weeks, and I felt, like, crap. You feel it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Totally. And I hate that I can never go to your class anymore because I am always teaching. Yeah, girl. Because I need some yin in my life. Oh, but. I try to do random, random like, little pop-up classes here and there yeah. um, to have the space You should do it office. at Seoul. At Seoul. No pressure, but you should Are lead you're, in. You're doing Seoul. it at... Um, at Matt Skelly. Where is that? Across right across the street. street. Oh, heck yeah. Well, yeah, girl, you know you can talk to me about it anytime. Okay. I always, I always make <laughs> that for... That would be so good. Yeah, that would for, be dope. For partner, partnering up with people. Um, but yeah, I try to do a little pop-up stuff here and there, so. I gotta make it short. Sipping on yin and juice. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Lay back. So we're gonna title this podcast. Probably I think not. that'd be a little irrelevant, but... Um, but funny yeah that's true call to action um well we have questions that we ask every guest on our podcast so we're gonna ask you um first question is what is something that you are currently binging or obsessed with right now doesn't have to be like tv or anything just like confetti cupcakes yeah Yeah, y'all melissa walked into our studio my house (laughs) with funfetti cupcakes today we already ate one I messaged her on Instagram last night about him because she put up this amazing post about how she ate them for breakfast. And I was like, that is literally me. Anytime I bake anything and it's still in the house, I will eat it for breakfast. And she's like, oh, girl, I don't know if you meant food, but that was my answer to what I'm binging right now. No, a lot of people say food things. It's usually a food thing. Yeah, well, until until these little damn cupcakes are gone. (laughs) Well, they're about to be. There's only two left. I come at the house. Oh, why didn't I bring them all? <laughs> I don't know. I, I gotta eat them before my diabetic husband <laughs> comes home, so I'll just take that burden on it's myself. It's pure sugar. So. Yeah. yeah, so good. Okay, would you like to ask the next question? Sure. Um, what is something you're looking forward to for the rest of the year? <laughs> what is that? Um, well, I'm excited because Ben and I are like officially living together. This Ooh. is a big step for me. Um, and so I'm really excited to just kind of like make her make the place a home yeah. between the two of us. So I'm excited about that. But also, um, with, when it comes to work, I'm doing, I'm in October or well, October 31st. So really first weekend in November, I'm running a women's, um, intensive retreat all by myself. Where? In Asheville <gasps> or right outside of Asheville. I have two spots left. If anybody listening is interested, um, 
And so I'm really, really, really excited about that. That's I'm like, incredible. of course, it's like nervous, but excited. Yeah. Because this is, I've, I've done a couple of retreats in the past, but they were um, with one of my friends and now she's just busy with her new job and with kids and all of that. So I decided, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do, I'm going to incorporate some of the healing work I've done and then the work I do with other people. So it's more of, I call, I'm calling it an intensive retreat because we're not just going to like do yoga and drink wine and like talk about gratitude like we're digging in there yeah getting um deep. yeah so um but still drinking wine right it's allowed okay um, <laughs> it's allowed okay um, i might done up <laughs> and we're still doing yoga because the body's a big part of it so i'm super super excited about that and just to kind of like see how it goes i'm super curious that's so cool that's uh, awesome yeah october 31st through november 3rd it's like a thursday evening to a sunday morning and that's like so peak exciting. leaf season. Yeah. Oh, Nashville. peak oh, leaf season. Why people love the leaves. Oh, <laughs> give me, give me some leaves and a pumpkin spice latte. Yeah. And <laughs> yes, exactly. Pumpkin spice in the morning. So I'm excited about oh, that. Oh, just got me so excited for fall. I love fall. Your cardigan be. that you're wearing got me excited for fall. And I wear this thing literally all. It's like 97 on. billion degrees outside. Just like well, the, the air conditioning yeah. is. Me. I'm wearing shorts in it. A yeah. short sleeve shirt and I was like, just removed. doing some work at a coffee shop that was like ice cold so when yeah. I got here my body temp was just very low mm-hmm. so um what is something that you love about yourself hmm um I mean besides I, your dance moves I think I'm really funny <laughs> I agree I agree with that statement I second thought I was like I don't know if other people do um no I don't know um I will say I do think I have a, a good ability to, to connect with people um, and hold space. Uh, so I do like that about myself. I agree um, with that, too. And I'm funny, so. <laughs> and I'm freaking hilarious. Hello. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you could tell women one thing, what would you tell them? Dang, y'all. That's a yeah, good one. We really end on the high note. I know. <laughs> With a banger. A little high kick. Um, I think, gosh, I think I would just say that you, even on the days you don't feel like it, you are worthy and you are deserving of showing up for yourself and you are worthy and you are deserving of your healing no matter what you have been through, no matter what you have done, no matter what has been done to you. Just that you're worthy and you're deserving and you are lovable. Mm. So good. Where can people find you? Um, do you want my address? Google Earth it. Freakingengage.com. That's from, what's that? Dude, where's my car? Yes. Um, so you can find film. me on Instagram. Um, my business page is Melissa Faye Therapy, M E L I S S A F A Y E therapy um and then also my website that will have more comprehensive information um on who i am what i offer is just melissafay.org yeah and then i teach uh wednesday nights over at axis uh yoga studio at 6 p.m um i teach yin yoga and i would love to have anybody and everybody but sign up in advance because we are limited on spots yes, and sometimes it, it fills up fills up quick because yeah. everybody loves Mel's <laughs> yin class so 
Well, I love being there. So thank you so much for having me. Or do thank we have you more guys. questions? No. no, you're done. Okay. Yeah. Get, get out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously. Get your cupcakes and, get out. <laughs> get your and leave. No, thank but you thank all. you so much. We loved we loved having you as a thank guest. And we so love being your friend. Well, thank you so much. So I'm fun. so honored to be here and to be your friend. And I'm so freaking proud of both of you. <laughs> you too. Thank you. And we love all of you listening. And um, we will be back next week. If y'all have any topics that you'd like us to discuss next week, shoot us a DM at Heart and Soul Podcast on Instagram or email us at Heart and Soul Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you guys so much. Don't forget to rate comment review subscribe leave us that five star review we're still we didn't make our goal by august i just realized that let's just say it's august 6th and we haven't reached 200 um, (laughs) let's extend that one more month um there's grace for that y'all yeah that's right um but we love you and we will talk to you next week bye Bye. love you bye